welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and it's Libra season. So, I am recording this podcast this week on Tuesday, and this morning we had the fall equinox arrive, which basically means that this is the day that the sun moves into Libra and the light and the dark coexist. So on this day and on the spring equinox, we have as much light as we have dark, and Libra teaches us about balance. And the opposite, the spring equinox, comes when the sun moves into Aries. Aries rules the I, and Libra rules the we. So whenever the sun is in Libra, we are thinking about partnership. We're thinking about how can we have an impact on the person sitting across the table from us. So there has been no time more important than now to consider how you approach your relationships with other people and how you approach working with people who have different opinions and beliefs than you do. And so, of course, I'm going to talk about the very, very sad news, which is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on Friday, which I'm sure you know. Um, But I was shocked at how sad and how moved I was. I remember watching the the movie about her, um, the Hollywood movie they did on the basis of sex. And at the time, uh, my fiance, now my fiance, I think we were dating at the time, we watched it together. And I remember being so moved by the movie and so moved by her life. And I didn't know that much about her before watching that. And then we also watched the documentary, RBG. And so I didn't realize how, even though I didn't know how many important things she did for our society, you know, if you're a woman and you're allowed, you're allowed to have a credit card with your name on it, not co-signed by your husband, um, that's thanks to her. Uh, there are men being able to stay home and take care of their children or, um, you know, a sick family member or parent uh, and being able to get tax incentives for that and paternity leave, all of these things stem from her work, uh, fighting for equal rights for all of us, not just women. We often look at her as just a feminist icon, but she's truly an icon of equality. And that is the essence of Libra. Libra is interested in seeking that harmony, that peace, that equality, that balance in all things. Um, So if you are a person with a lot of Libra in your chart, your soul's path in this lifetime is to find that balance, is to experience that harmony of meeting your partner in the middle, right? And I always talk about this. We're co-creating our experience of our life with the planets, with the universe, with one another, So we have to walk to the center of the road, and
and let the universe walk to the center of the road and co-create that experience. And that co-creation is the essence of Libra. So it's not surprising that she passed away as the moon uh, entered Libra on Friday, I believe. And the moon met up with Mercury, which is currently in Libra. Now, Mercury, it's communication. Um, it's our, our mind. Mercury is currently in the sign of Libra. So our mind is being drawn to things that are interested in balance and harmony. And how do we uh, create diplomatic communication and so it's not surprising that she passed away with the moon and Libra meeting up with Mercury. And now we are all talking about her and all talking about how she has brought equality to this particular society and really the world. Because honestly, as much as she was an American icon, there are so many people um, who are not Americans that are celebrating her life right now. And it's truly inspiring. And it's inspiring because it reminds us of that... Um, sentiment, I'm sure there's a famous quotation, but the sentiment that, you know, one person can really make a phenomenal impact on the world. And so often we um, look at that sort of sentiment on Instagram and scroll by it and we like it, but we don't actually live it, right? So what if we all lived um, with her in our hearts and remember that we truly can make an impact and maybe you're not going to be a supreme court justice but if you can make an impact in your community that counts and so one of the things i've been um posting today on instagram is reach out to two or three young people in your life who are over 18 and eligible to vote and ask them if they're registered and tell them why it's so important to vote for Joe Biden and all the Democrats down ballot. And if we each reach out to two to three young people, that could have a profound impact on the election because young people typically are the ones that don't vote. So that's my soapbox for the day. I'm going to step off it and talk about astrology now, but I really wanted to share that. Later this week, I'm going to do a bonus podcast uh, talking about uh, Justice Ginsburg's astrology chart, which um, is a really interesting chart for so many reasons. And unfortunately, we don't have our time of birth. Uh, nobody does. But we can still glean a lot of information um, from, from the information that we do have. So we'll talk about that later this week. But on to the week and what's going on astrologically. So it's Libra season, and now we are moving into air coming out of water. We were in Virgo season. Virgo is earth. Libra is air. Libra is also a cardinal sign. It likes to start things. It likes to get them going. Virgo likes to put the finishing touches on things. So it's a definite shift in energy that we're experiencing. Um, Libra is interested in all those things I mentioned, equality, justice, peace, harmony, respect for the other person. Libra is the sign of one-on-one -on -one partnership. So when we're working with Libra, we're working with um, the people that we share one-on-one -on -one relationships with, whether it's our romantic partner, our husband, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our wife, or our best friend, or um, maybe 
your business partner. So think about all the partnerships you have in your life, not just that primary relationship of your spouse, if you have one, but all of the one-on-one relationships you have in your life. Um, You know, for me, my father passed away. My mother and I have a one-on-one relationship now, right? So we all have one-on-one relationships that are going to be taking up a lot of our mental space over the next month because it's Libra season and that's what happens. Mercury's still in Libra, though Mercury will be moving into Scorpio later this week. We'll get to it. But I want to encourage you to really look at your relationships over the next month because there's so much talk in this time of coronavirus, quarantine, whatever. And by the way, I'm not here to report the news per se, though I do think astrology and the news go hand in hand. But the New York Times reported that new cases are up 15% in the U.S. in the past 10 days and that we're already seeing the beginnings of a second wave or a spike. So wear your mask. It's a kind thing to do for the other people in the room. Don't need to beat that. We've talked about it a ton. But in addition to that, this is a great time to look at how you create connection with other people in your life. I have had some of the deepest and most potent and profound conversations and connections with friends over the phone because so many of us are having the Zoom fatigue, right? The video conferencing fatigue. But picking up the phone, going old school and having an old school phone conversation with a friend can feel really intimate. And I really encourage you to do that. So I've been doing more of that. I've been doing more of one-on-one phone calls with people. And in a way, I feel like it creates an intimacy that you don't get when you get to, when you go and meet all your girlfriends out on a Sunday afternoon for brunch and you know everyone's talking to everyone. There's a certain intimacy and connection that is cultivated when we talk one-on-one on the phone. So that's something that I am prioritizing this Libra season. So you want to think about who do you want to partner with? You want to think about um, who do you need to make peace with? And this is challenging. So one of the things I'm challenging myself to do, and by, this, by the way, this is a huge challenge. I was inspired by um, months ago when Nancy Pelosi said she prays for the president every day. And with everything going on with the Supreme Court, I said, you know, if I pray for him, if I pray for him to make a wise choice, I pray for him to find his integrity somewhere in there. And now I know there's, there's none, but if I pray for him, right, if I make peace with him existing, maybe we'll get what we want. Maybe we'll stave this off for a few more months. Maybe we'll get someone more moderate. Now, I'm not saying that I can change uh, what he does by praying for him. What I'm saying is, if I hold on to that anger, it's not helping me, nor is it helping anyone else, right? So I had to make some peace there instead of always being angry and just shift my focus to saying, I wish the best for everyone, let's get to work to make things 
happen that I want to happen to make the world that I want to make. So my point being that there's a lot of anger out there in the world. Um, Anger being exerted out in the world is coming from inner anger that may stem from something totally different than how it's being acted out. So if you can manage your own anger within, if you can make peace with it, if you can make peace with that person, even if you don't have to have a real conversation with that person, if you can dispel some of that anger for yourself, you'll be helping everyone because we don't need any more anger out there. And I'm really, really, and listen, I might feel totally different tomorrow, but I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm feeling a little bit of ease. So if you can find a little bit of ease, a little bit of peace within, and then you're coming from a place that's much more powerful when you do take action. And we need all of us, all of us that have integrity, all of us that are looking to do the right thing. We all need to be coming from a place of power. Okay. So the other thing I want you to think about is how can you invite in more harmony or balance in your life? Um, Are the scales tipped too much in one way or the other? So meaning, are there places in your life where you're giving too much? Are there places in life where you're receiving a lot but not giving? Generosity is a loop. It means when I give, I receive, right? It's an unending loop. So I want you, or abundance is an unending loop, and generosity is part of that, giving, but so is being able to receive. So I want you to consider that. Um, Are there places, are there relationships in your life where you take a lot in, but you don't necessarily give a lot back? Or vice versa, maybe you're the person putting all of the time and energy in, and you're not getting anything back. And if that's happening, you need to deal with it, you know? All right. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk about in terms of Libra. Um, there is another big thing going on this week. So all of the things that are going on this week aren't really like one day specific. They're kind of all big things that we're going to be feeling all week. You're not necessarily going to be able to pinpoint, oh, I'm anxious today because the moon is here or that, or something like that. Sometimes we can with astrology. Sometimes I'll tell you, oh, Mercury is squaring Uranus and you're going to feel a little jittery. This week, everything is kind of big and everything is kind of um, encompassing most of the week or several days. So of course, we talked about the sun moving into Libra and that is, is something that is going to be on our minds and and the sun is our life force and that's going to be Uh, impacting us and encouraging us and inspiring us for the next month. But on to the T-square. So T-squares are hard aspects in astrology. They're very challenging. I've talked about them before. T-squares always have a release point, right? So there's always a release valve for the tension. But the tension this week is pretty tense. So we've got Saturn, in a square with Mercury and in a square with Mars. So Mars is squaring Saturn, Mercury is squaring Saturn. But then Mars and Mercury are opposite one another. And this creates a triangle. And so when you have this triangle, um, 
it can feel frustrating. So we've talked about Mars square Mercury several times over the past, I don't know, three, four weeks. Mars is squaring Mercury. It originally squared Mercury on, uh, I'm sorry, take that back, roll it back. Mars originally squared Saturn on August 24th. So recall in your mind or flip back in your calendar and check what was going on August 24th. How were you feeling? What was coming up? Now they're in a square again. No, they've never really left their square. They've only been like three degrees from that square. So that basically means that this energy has been going on in the backdrop for the past month. It hasn't really gone away um, and it won't really go away for a few more weeks. So Mars square Saturn feels like you are driving your car with the parking brake on, but you don't know the parking brake is on. And you're like, why is this car not going? It should go already. It can be really frustrating. So we have that frustrating aspect, which can create fear. It can create doubt. It can really make us second guess ourselves. It can really put us into almost a feeling of um, helplessness or maybe such agitation, like I want to do this, 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 and this, but nothing is going right. Those are some ways that it might manifest. Of course, it really matters on how it's impacting your personal chart. Now, Mercury in the mix means that our thoughts, our words, um, our communication is all being impacted by that energy because Mercury is in a square with Saturn opposing Mars. Mercury opposite Mars, it can make us say things that are kind of mean. It can make us get really angry or maybe you have those angry feelings and then you say them. It can make us testy and the Mars square Saturn is already making us testy. Um, you might not even notice that you're testy. If you ask the people that are closest to you, they might say to you, yeah, you've been testy. Um, so this week we have that T-square. It's uncomfortable. It's tense. But more importantly than all of that, it is an energy of forced integrity. Saturn demands integrity of us. Saturn demands that we do something the right way. We don't cut corners. We do the hard work. We go step by step, especially when he's in Capricorn. Now here's the clincher. Saturn is stationing to go direct. So Mercury is direct. He's actually in his pre-shadow. He's going to retrograde um, October 13th, I believe. Um, but Mars is, or is retrograde right now. Saturn is currently retrograde, but he's slowing down to station direct. What does that mean? I remind you of this often. Whenever a planet stations to either retrograde or go direct, it's when we feel it most potently. So we are feeling Saturn. And they, Mars is going to really square Saturn on the 29th. But we always feel Mars transits in the lead up. And we've already been feeling it for like three, four weeks. So it's not like it's a new thing. It's We've been living with it. 
So I share that so that you know that this tense energy is there. But I also want you to know that it's an energy that, while it's challenging, it inspires action. And it can be incredibly, it, it can be incredibly um, motivating when you see the injustices that the sun in Libra is going to illuminate. You know, it also can encourage us to honor our word. So if you said you were going to do something, like maybe you set an intention at the new moon in Virgo and you've already forgotten about it. That was last week. It was a really potent new moon. I really love that new moon. I mean, my moon is in Virgo, so I think that's probably why I love it so much. Um, I actually taught a new moon in Virgo restorative yoga and intention setting ritual for um, my yoga students, which we're going to make a monthly event now because we had such a good time doing it. And I would love for you to join us. So you can check out veronicaparetti.com slash yoga and join us for online yoga club. And then you'll get the um, you'll get to join me for the new moon restorative of every month. But uh, I digress. Basically, that new moon was really potent. And a lot of us set um, intentions that require a lot of work because Saturn was trining that new moon, which means that the things that we chose to set our sights on probably are going to require some work and some grit and some long-term commitment. If you're already uh, feeling like perhaps, I don't know if I really want to do that. Well, this T-square is going to hold you to your word. It's going to hold you accountable. So if you are living in integrity, you will ride out this T-square this week just fine. If you've not been living in integrity, you're probably going to hit some bumps. Someone is going to call you out. All right. Now, there's something else going on this week. I know so much. There's a yod. And the, a yod is a finger of God. It's an aspect in astrology. The main thing you need to know is that the finger of God is pointing at Venus. Venus is the ruler of Libra. Sun just went to Libra. Venus is now in Leo. Leo is about the heart, honoring the desires of your heart, allowing yourself to shine, loving yourself, um, letting go of needing external validation. So our values are really have to be aligned with our heart when Venus is in Leo. So with this yod pointing at the Venus in Leo, it says to me that if you're not passionate about it, if you don't love it, if it's not true in your heart, it's not going to work. And this is the week to let it go or to be honest with yourself about what you want to double down on. If you've been living in alignment with your passion, if you've been living in alignment with your heart, this week will be a lot easier for you. But for those of us that maybe have some stuff on our plates right now that we don't feel in alignment with, it might get really clear. 
And that's the benefit of some of these challenging aspects is that they often lead us to a place of more clarity. And that's a good thing. So um, the yod is uh, happening all week again. So just like that T-square, we're feeling it all week. The yod, we're feeling all week. The release point of the T-square is in the sign of cancer. And my friend actually just had a birthday a couple of days ago. And she asked me to look at her chart for her solar return. So you can do a chart each year on your birthday. And we call that a solar return chart. And it gives you a little bit of an indication of what you're working with for this year of your life. And I said, well, you have this T-square, right, in your solar return chart. And that means hard work, being honest with yourself, being in integrity. And the release point is cancer, which means you have to nurture something that you're going to grow for yourself. You're going to nurture and grow something that matters to you, that you want to take care of, whether that be a garden, whether that be a child, whether that be a project, whether that be a business. Find something to nurture. And so that's the release point of this T-square. So if you've got something that you want to nurture, whether that be your business, your child, your garden, or a project, or you just want to, you know, save our democracy, you know, go all in on nurturing that thing. Okay, so um, just to review a little bit this week, um, we want to, so with Sun and Libra, it's an air sign. It can put us in our heads. We just came out of Virgo season, which was very much about Earth being in our bodies. So don't forget what it felt like to be in your body. You want to get out of your head and you want to ask, what can I do for the other person? How can I show up for the other person? Because remember, Virgo was about service. Libra is about partnership. So you're still talking about how you interact with others, with the world, right? With the people around you. Um, recall your new moon in Virgo intention, because it was just last week. And the intention you crafted, is that going to help you be of service to someone else? Um, if so, great. If not, that's okay too. Most importantly, I want you to hold yourself accountable to whatever you committed to working on last week with a new moon intention. Um, and then lastly, you want to make sure that whatever it is that you set your sights on, it lights up your heart because that's what Venus is telling you. And she's got, she's the, she's the apex of that finger of God. So we have to pay attention to her this week. And also she's the ruler of the sun. So very important to pay attention to Venus always. Um, all right. So that's pretty much your week. Let's quickly just look at the moons so I can give you a little uh, uh, insight on that. So the moon um, is in Sag early this week and um, then goes into Capricorn on Wednesday. When the moon goes into Capricorn every month, it hits the COVID Capricorn cluster, which is Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, all currently in the sign of Capricorn. These guys, these big guys, have a lot to do with what's going on in the world because they're really shifting the earth under our, under our feet, really shifting our foundation, 
you know, Pluto is destroying for the sake of transformation. Saturn is trying to hold on to the old guard, um, at the same time trying to help rebuild something new. And Jupiter is just um, there to expand all of the aforementioned energy. Um, with that, the moon hits those three planets every month, and that can always be a heavy day. This month, it's going to be on Friday. So Friday is going to feel pretty heavy. So just note that on your calendar. On Saturday, the moon goes into Aquarius and things lighten up. And then we have a lot of Earth in the sky with the sun being in Libra and the moon being in Aquarius. Um, it will be wonderful for ideas. So uh, we are really moving into uh, an era of air because at the end of this year, we're going to have a conjunction between... Saturn and, and Jupiter in the sign of Aquarius. So whenever we've got this, uh, a lot of air in the sky, just note how you feel. So this weekend we'll have a lot of air. And when we do have a lot of air, it's really important to stay connected to your body and don't get too caught up in the head. Um, tune into the breath, tune into the body. So much of this year is about air. You know, we're talking about coronavirus being a respiratory disease, people having trouble breathing. I can't breathe, which is the rallying cry of Black Lives Matter. We are this idea of air, of being able to breathe. The fires on the West Coast, which thankfully have chilled out a little bit, at least the smoke has left um, the city centers and people are having an easier time breathing. Um, but this idea of not having air, the thing that we need most of all, is pretty profound, pretty profound. And I'm, I don't even know if I can begin to unpack that metaphor, but there's something there that we'll continue to look at for the rest of this year. Um, then on Monday, the moon moves into Pisces and Venus will be trining Mars, and that's going to be a great date night. So if you can grab your partner and have a nice date night on Monday. That'll be great. And then Tuesday, we get that Saturn direct and Mars square Saturn. Mars is going to square Saturn on the same day that Saturn goes direct. That's going to be intense. So this week is really a lead up to the intensity of um, Tuesday the 29th. But don't forget, there's still a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of activity, a lot of action in the sky, which means there's going to be a lot of action here on Earth as above, so below. All right, let's take a quick um, break and we're gonna come back and do a listener question. So this is a new segment I'm doing and um, I'm loving it and I think you guys are too. Um, so I'll be right back. Hey, so we're doing listener questions. This is a new thing. I'm so pumped for it and I'm really enjoying it. So last week we talked about cusps, people that are born on the cusps of two signs. Um, this week I had a great question come in through Instagram, which is uh, what does the rising sign mean? And, or she said actually, what is the significance of the rising sign? So in astrology, uh, each of us, if you have a birth time, you have a rising sign. Well, we all have a rising sign. You just might not know it if you don't have your birth time. So there's something called the big three in astrology. Your sun sign, which you obviously know. It's the horoscope you've been reading all these years. The moon sign, 
which is where the moon was when you were born. And then there's the rising sign. So the rising sign sets the stage for your birth chart. It is the sign that was on the horizon, the eastern horizon, the sign that was rising when you were born. So it took me a long time to really understand this concept of the rising sign because my rising sign is the same as my sun sign. So it doesn't feel like a different experience for me, but through reading lots of people, I've started to really see how the rising impacts us on an emotional level. And so what I think the essence of the rising sign is, or rather the significance, as this uh, listener asked, it's what motivates us to get out into the world. It's what really gets you out the door doing your thing. So for example, my rising sign is Aries. I am also an Aries and I have lots of personal planets in Aries. So the Aries vibe is so familiar to me that I don't know the difference. But I'll say that as a rising in Aries, it means that I'm kind of like uh, a hammer looking for a nail. (laughs) I love to take action and I love to move forward and I love to get it done. And I love to do things based on my passion, my enthusiasm. A lot of people say to me, you're so courageous, you decided to be an astrologer and you went and did it. And it doesn't really strike me because that's what, that's how I see the world. I see the world as opportunity to show up, take the bull by the horns and make it happen. And that's a very Aries rising thing. Now, my fiance, he has a Virgo rising. So he sees the world or he's motivated to show up in the world as someone who works hard. Um, routine motivates him. He also is motivated to be the person who is serving others and of service and someone who does a good job. That's all really motivating to him. And the thing about the rising sign, it's not only what motivates you to get out there, it's also how you see the world and how the world sees you. So a lot of astrologers, especially more old-time astrologers would say that it's the mask you wear. It's what the world sees. I don't know that I totally believe that, but I do think that it is the way in which we interact with the world. Um, So, for example, another example, my best friend, her rising is Scorpio. And she is pretty much the only thing that motivates her is to experience deep connection with other people and help them transform and heal. And she's a therapist. Um, And people often see her as a person that helps them heal. You know, everyone in her life goes to her to unload their emotional stuff. So... It's really interesting when you look at your rising sign and then see how you interact with the world and how the world interacts with you. And that's really the essence of the rising sign. Um, But very important because it does set the stage for the rest of your chart and it sets the stage for your experiences of the houses of your chart. 
So it is really, really nice to be able to have a birth time and to be able to have an exact rising sign because the rising does change every hour or so. Um, so you really do need a pretty, pretty good birth time to get an accurate rising. So that's the essence of the rising sign. I hope that was helpful. If you have a question, you can totally come over to Instagram and DM it to me. You can go to um, Instagram and find me at Veronica Peretti. It's just my name. Um, and that's a great way to submit your question. Um, you can also just contact me through my website. And if you're not on the email list, go over to my website, veronicapreddy.com and sign up for the real sign guide. You'll get on my email list and then you'll have my email and you can just reply with your question. Um, the real sign guide is this really fun uh, PDF that I made. It's, it's a meeting of the real housewives and your astrological sign. And I give you your real housewife avatar and it is super fun and it's one of my, my most crowning achievements because it really brings together my two loves which is reality tv and astrology so head on over to my website veronicapreddy.com and grab it the real sign guide um and then you'll be in the know on everything that's going on um that's it that's all i got for you this week so i'll be back later this week with a bonus episode on ruth bader ginsburg really looking forward to sharing that with you guys and i hope you have a wonderful week take good care of yourself remember to breathe Remember to be in your body. Don't let your head take over. Stay with what's going on with the breath. Feel your feet. Move your body. Take care of yourself. Whatever you need to do. If you need to take a break, you know, go to the bathroom, take a few deep breaths, do it. There's going to be a lot of tension, a lot of action this week. You know, take care of yourself first. All right. Sending you lots of love. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.